Hello, gorgeous people, and welcome to another TV Central one-on-one podcast. I'm Aaron Ryan. The seven upfronts have been and gone, and some exciting developments for 2023, including a brand new channel and a brand new content deal with NBCU. To discuss 2023, as well as a few other things, is Chief Content Officer, Entertainment Programming at Seven, Angus Ross. Angus, thanks for joining me. Hi, Aaron. How are you? Excellent. Excited. That was a huge upfront. I suppose we can start with the 15th of January 2023 and the launch of a new channel, Seven Bravo. This is obviously part of your new content deal with NBCU. What can viewers expect on Seven Bravo? Look, they can expect a lot of uh, great new premiere content and all of the um, the best uh, library series as well from Bravo and uh, from the Oxygen brand. Uh, we're kind of viewing this channel as, um, if you like, the female version of Seven Mate, something that really appeals to uh, under 50 females. Uh, I've been complaining to James for several years about being a channel short versus channel nine. So finally, uh, we're back on a level playing field and with a really exciting and really demographically rich channel, we feel. So yeah, really looking forward to um, to evening things up come uh, January 15. Well, that's a good point. I mean, you did have four multi-channels at one stage with seven food, but um, you've been on the three multi-channels for a while. What Were you just waiting for the for the right deal or partnership to move to a fourth channel again? Yeah, look, we, we um, at, uh, even with three channels, we have the dominant suite of, of multi-channels. I think they're all uh, very well targeted and complementary to our uh, main channel. But yeah, it was a matter of finding the the right opportunity obviously we didn't really want to dive into another male channel or or any or anything like that and um yeah this one this one fits in with um with our bigger overall plans and fits well within within the suite of channels which we think are just going to become um more dominant for us uh next year obviously with that addition well, Seven Bravo is just part of the deal you have with NBCU. What um, else is part of the NBC deal that viewers can expect uh, next year? Yeah, look, the, so Seven Bravo, all that content, of course, will also sit on uh, on Seven Plus, which will be uh, well over a thousand hours, um, additional hours to Seven Plus through there. We, um, we've got a movie deal as well uh, with them. And also we get their uh, network and um, and cable uh, series uh, premiering on, on, on Channel 7. In addition to that, there will also be the best of, uh, you know, NBC library content. If you think about brands like the Law and Orders, the Chicago's, all those sorts of things, several thousand hours of that will also be coming to 7 Plus in 2023. So across all our platforms, you're going to be seeing a lot more NBC. So I gather that means you'll get the new Quantum Leap series that's uh, premiered on uh, NBC. Yes, yes, that's. Uh, I, I saw that just got. Uh, I think it's up to eighteen episodes for the 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 yeah. first season season order. So yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be coming to us, um, and uh, yeah, a number of other shows as well from um, from this season. We'll announce those shortly. Let's talk about some Aussie shows. Australian Idol returns to our screens in twenty twenty three after a fairly long hiatus. Um, 
obviously the auditions will be pre-recorded. Is there is there a point in the show where it will be screened live and, and will viewers be able to pick their favourites each week? Yeah, absolutely. We'll be, uh, it was essential to us to be able to deliver the live component of this show. So we were delayed by several years due to, to COVID, obviously, because that just simply simply wasn't possible. We think it's a really aggressive move for Q1. You know, we've got to take the fight up to Married at First Sight and uh, and Survivor. And we think this is a really good counter-programming space to be in that quarter. There's still a lot of uh, nostalgia towards Australian Idol. You know, when 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 10 when 10 finished with it nearly 10 years ago, um, you know, it really wasn't due to ratings, it was due to the the cost of the uh, the thing. When you look at um when you look at uh, ABC in the, in the US, uh, they've successfully rebooted the show after Fox had it, and it's now their top 18 to 49 show. Uh, so we think it's a, it's an aggressive move for um, for Q1 for us. Um, but yeah, live was incredibly important. Yes, you will be able to vote for your favourite people. There'll be a, a live show and a results show uh, once we reach a certain point uh, in the in the program. So no, it's it's exciting, and you're going to be able to see for those people that make it through them doing you know, a number of performances really, really go on that, on that character journey as you see them, you know, turn into stars. Mm. It, it was a, um, I saw the announcement with Marsha Hines um, coming in as a guest judge. I mean, that's a nice touch for the Steldra. And then you've got the big name like uh, Harry Connick Jr. It should be awesome. Clearly though, the return of Australian Idol to our screens is a focal point of your schedule. And as you said, you're going Q1, presumably up against Married at First Sight, which is very bold. Uh, what were your thoughts surrounding the decision to go Q1 and, and possibly well, look? I mean, we're definitely got, up against Merit at first sight. Yeah, uh, well, I think you have to be bold in 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 that quarter. You've got to take some 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 big swings and and you know and trust or or do do your very best to make sure those big bets uh, pay off in 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 that quarter. I, I don't think you can allow other shows to get a free ride. You know, this is a it's a known format. I think it's I think it's it's a riskier thing launching unknown formats in that quarter. This is a known format uh, that still has a lot of positive nostalgia uh, in this uh, in this in this market. But it's yeah, it's a it's kind of a go big or go home uh, swing in um, in Q1. So no, it's um, you know, I think it's uh, it's 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 a sensible decision for us. Another big one, Million Dollar Island, um, is coming as well. There's been a few articles about some issues or production delays. Is, is the show on track and uh, with filming and to premiere next year? Yeah, look, we're, we're really excited by this show. Um, Eureka have done a lot of work on the format, adapting it for the Australian market versus how it rolled out in, in the Netherlands, which we're, we're really excited about. Uh, it's still that there's been some pre-production uh, delays with the show, but it's not going to influence when the show is actually delivered for us. So it's still going to roll out exactly uh, exactly where we want it to. But this, you know, a, a new adventure reality format. Um, yeah, we're really excited by this one. Big Brother is um, having a bit of a shake up. I can see. Um, can you tell me more about that? Is is love in the air? <laughs> yeah, somebody else asked me about uh, this uh, this one today. Today, uh, look, it's uh, a bunch of uh, sexy singles are going to be uh, in the house. I've seen the cast. They're really amazing, really charismatic. It, it's not some bunch of, you know, 
uh, airheads or anything anything like that. I can see a lot of great content coming. This is still Big Brother. It's it's not a it's not a dating show. It's a twist within Big Brother with the uh, House of House of Love. Um, so no, we're, we're that we're, that will again be pre-recorded uh, for for next year. Just the stage we were at in in the production process meant that was the um, you know that was our only option for for next year. But I'll be watching with interest uh, in the UK when it goes back to the uh, the the daily as live version of the show. And I certainly wouldn't you know rule out a return to that in um, in the future. So um, yeah, be be it's still Big Brother's a great brand. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll be watching with interest in the UK. Another show for next year, Blow Up. Um, it, it kind of reminds me about when they announced Lego Masters. It didn't seem like a, a ten pole show where people, you know, you could get a show out of people building Lego items. Blow Up is about balloon artists and decorators. What actually happens in the show? Look, what you get is um, Australia's best balloon artists um, competing uh, to build the most amazing displays of balloon artistry that you're ever you're ever going to see I mean you know you saw the um, you saw the trailer uh, today at, at, at the upfronts we're not talking about uh, you know a clown making uh, poodles at a kid's birthday party they're far more uh, in, intricate than that and it really has to be seen to believe and I, I truly think this show is going to um, going to cut through. Uh, when it comes along in um, in Q2 next next year. Also, the uh, the 1% Club looks like an interesting twist on a game show. What was the premise with that show? Look, this is uh, it's a it's a comedy quiz show. It's about to go into its second season in the UK. Uh, Jim Jeffries is uh, hosting it for us. Uh, it's 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 not your typical quiz show by any means. There's a lot of um, mind-bending questions if you like it's got some of the best play along of a game show that i've seen but it's it's really really good fun and and the end result of each episode is to see are you in that top one percent of people that can answer all of these questions correctly um and yeah great great play along it's it's we're looking at to try different things at 7 30 you know to try and uh break up i guess this monotony of um stripped reality shows that um you know that all of all of us networks are are rolling out so we're, we're doing a few experiments that's one of them uh, another one is is bringing back sketch comedy with we interrupt this broadcast it's it's putting on what's not on um yeah it's a risk but i think it's it's you know it's a calculated one night a week risk and i think people need to laugh well there's so much to talk about um you've pointed out a couple of other programs there. Um, there was only really one major omission from the lineup. I didn't see Dancing with the Stars in the 2023 lineup. What's, what's the status on that one? Yeah, look, uh, we, we're still in, in active discussions uh, about doing another another season of, of Dancing with the Stars. You know, the, in, it, it's, it's been a very solid performer for us over the past couple of years since we since we brought it back. And, you know, we, for various reasons, had to do a, a pre-recorded format, but it actually works for us then in, in our in how we decide to to roll the program out uh, i've just been over at at, uh, at mitcom and i got the chance to see a couple of episodes uh, while i was in london of the uk version which is doing 
bigger numbers than ever, and it's 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 such a great such a great show, such a great spectacle over there. And uh, look, I, I I love the show, so I'd, I'd I'd love to see it come back somewhere on our on our schedule in 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 twenty twenty three, as if the if the planets align. <laughs> We've uh, talked about in detail about 2023, but the race to the finish line for 2022 is not quite yep. over yet. Obviously, yep. AGT will continue into November. Um, we've still got Kitchen Nightmares running. Is there anything else still to come this year? We've got our two uh, 20th anniversary Kath and Kim specials uh, that, that that are going to be coming uh, in, in November. We've also still got uh, two more episodes of uh, This Is Your Life, one on uh, Rebecca Gibney, one on Tina Arena. Uh, so look, we're we're going uh, we're going very hard to the end as as usual. It's another it's another close year. Seven 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 is obviously in the lead. Um, the other interesting thing that's happening at the moment is that um, you know it just happened today actually is that uh, Oztam are um, adding uh, in, in back into the ratings the missing Sydney data from several months where um, where Channel Seven was adversely affected by um by data not being counted in the in the sydney market so that that's i think just going to further consolidate uh, seven's lead lead for the year but it's you know it's a material difference so we're we're glad that's being um being rectified as we speak oh there's a little story in yeah interesting all right um so with with the 2023 lineup you've got a mixture there of established shows and new formats do you think you've got the, the balance right? Now, the reason I ask that is because you get the complainers that say that you rely too too much on established formats, but then when you, you know, have some new shows, these same complainers are ready to tear them down um, and whatever the new format is. Um, some sections of the media are already saying, you know, Million Dollar Island won't work and they haven't seen a single frame of it. So how's that balance between established shows and new formats? Yeah, a lot of negative people around, aren't there? <laughs> uh, look, it's 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 always a balance. Um, new sh new shows are hard. There's no there's no two ways around that. It's 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 hard to break through the noise, break through the clutter, and and get attention. You know, that's that's why you know for us, sporting codes and so forth, are, 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 and and Seven News, our spine, that sort of thing, having that ongoing you know, audience there week in, week out is so important in your ability to be able to launch shows on top of um on top of your external marketing and 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 so forth. But it it's it's a hard it's a hard business when shows when shows new shows launch, well, great. When they don't, you've got a big, big problem. I've I've been there before. You know, if if you've got five nights a week of new programming that's not resonating, you're in an absolute world of pain. So what I, I think what you'll see for our schedule next year is, you know, giving new shows the best opportunity they possibly can have. You know, you might find an established show anchoring a Sunday night and a new show coming in Monday, Tuesday and and that sort of thing. So it's 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 always a balancing act across the year. And, you know, when we um when we're in the program development business with, with, with seven studios, um, yeah, it's funny, we launched a lot of new shows and some worked some some didn't but um it's hard it's yeah. tough it's tough to launch so it's all well and good to say new 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 but it's um it's it's always going to be a a balance i want to ask about ratings now i mean we could have a two-hour discussion here but just the one question i want to ask about like the interpretation of the data that comes out 
I know some that call every morning media releases that come from the networks, it's all pure spin. Um, is it about a pure number or are there many factors that the, the, the media failed to report? And I, I just want to give you one example, um, and this could work in reverse, so I'm just using seven now. Let's say a Monday show at 9pm has 210,000 on seven, 230,000 on nine. On face value, some would say both figures are low um, and nine obviously have won the slot. However, what if I added that the 210,000 was a US drama that came out of a 350,000 tentpole lead-in um, and the US drama gets a 50% bump in total TV and obviously the US drama is somewhat cheap, so we could use 911 in that. Mm -hmm. Then I said that the show on 9 got 230,000 it came out of a lead-in of 750,000 mm -hmm. and got an 8% bump in total TV and the 9pm show on 9 is an expensive Australian program. Mm -hmm. Now, to me, in this scenario, seven has is a clear winner, but most obviously will report will report that nine yeah. won, won that. Yeah. So, obviously, you know what 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 factors need to be considered when reporting on ratings each day. Look, I, I think what you've spoken about right there is a perfect example of why we relentlessly push for those total TV numbers after. After seven days, I mean, at the at the moment, you know, we're at this tipping point where, even on overnights, so many people are what are live streaming shows. They're not they're not watching they're what they're watching through seven plus or nine now or that sort of thing. They don't have an aerial. That's how they're watching, and those and the numbers that come out each morning don't feature those people, and it's just ridiculous. So that's one part of it. Live streaming, the tipping point there, particularly around sport and that sort of thing but when you look at the seven day total tv numbers yeah a whole new picture comes about you've you've spoken about nine nine one one which you know you know some people will say why does seven run nine one one there it's a far bigger picture it's it's a value equation based on the cost of this thing versus a local program it's the fact that these shows consolidate massively both on pbr and the streaming numbers and crucially on the streaming when people are in that seven plus environment, it allows discovery of either prior seasons of said show or tips them into other catalogue from NBC, from Disney. We always talk about seven plus being driven by drama and that's because of Home and Away. That's the biggest show on seven plus. So the people using seven plus have a predisposition to wanting to consume drama so uh, something like nine one one, yeah, it's it's across so many, so many levels, not just not just the overnights, but it's really crucial for um for seven plus, which is something that's just becoming increasingly important for us. All right, and just finally, before I leave you, I just want a question on the on the multi channels because obviously seven Bravo is coming in next yeah. year. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> it's. You actually mentioned it before. It's it's, it's actually not often uh, often reported, um, but most nights seven two seven mate are number one multi channels, and together these three multi channels beat nine's suite of multi channels where there's four. Um, they often do a bit a larger number than channel channel ten's main channel when you add them together. Oh, poor ten. Let's not go there. Um, they really support that the the network share. Um, what's been your strategy with with the multi channels? Look, I, th I think they're all um, they're all very well targeted. So as you as you've mentioned, it's the leading suite of multi channels. Even you know, with one hand tied behind it, one arm tied behind it back, with um, you know, with one less channel. So mate, very targeted at men under fifty. 
uh, 7.2, a, a very much a, a 40 uh, plus channel and and seven flicks kind of mopping up the rest mainly you know sort of a broad broad female sort of mix of uh, of movies and series what we're going to see with uh, seven bravo is a very concentrated under 50 target um for women if you like the maybe the female equivalent of seven mate we'll call it seven bravo uh but that's that's the the idea behind it and and really using those those well-known worldwide reality brands to drive not only viewing on on the broadcast channel but crucially over to seven plus where it will all be available there as well i like that seven two uh for the 40 plus are, are you suggesting that um I, i'm the target audience for steam train journeys <laughs> <laughs> no, no you look maybe you know more like a doc martin guy to me perhaps <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> All right, Angus, good luck with 2023. So looking forward to Australian Idol and the launch of Seven Bravo. It's um, another big year, and I look forward to a chat next year to discuss how it all fared out. Thanks for, jo <laughs> thanks yeah, for joining me, Angus. Be the usual, there'll be the usual experts in hindsight, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of those out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, Aaron, thank you very much. See you soon. All right, that was Angus Ross, uh, Chief Content Officer, Entertainment Programming at 7. That's it for another TV Central one-on-one -on -one podcast. Thanks for joining me. For the latest news, ratings, guides and podcasts, head to tvcentral.com.au. Until next time, I'm Aaron Ryan. Bye for now.